Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Hello and welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition. It is December 27th, 2022, the last episode of the year, episode 177. I am Eric Peterson, and with me is Daniel Garcia. Hey, Daniel. Hey, Eric. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's been a really great break. I have new eyes. I got LASIK for Christmas, which has been crazy cool. Really? So, yeah. X-ray vision, too, or just? I mean, better than I had. It's like 2015. I, I don't know. I wish LASIK was available to everyone with glasses. Because it's kind of pricey, but worth it. So nice. Anyway. I thought about it, but I, I get a little weirded out by you know. Yeah, we will have to talk about that because I was weirded out too until it happened. So, but not wow. here. This is about cold fusion news, <laughs> and we have to start <laughs> by thanking our sponsor, Order Solutions. Yep, Order Solutions, the makers of Cold Box, Command Box, Forge Box, Test Box, and all your favorite boxes out there. So, of course, as always, a few ways to say thanks back to Ortis. Uh, you can like and subscribe to our videos on YouTube, which is what you're watching right now. Um, you can help Ortis reach for the stars by starring and forking our repos. And Eric has an awesome little handy utility on Command Box to do that, or with Command Box on Forge Box to do that. Uh, you can subscribe to our podcast on your podcast apps and leave us a review. Um, you can sign up for a free or paid account on CFCast, and we're releasing new content all the time. You're hearing about some new content uh, this week and some stuff we've got going already. Uh, of course, is our merch at the Box Life store. Um, buy T-shirts, buy merch, buy all sorts of stuff. I actually bought some of those shirts, and they're pretty pretty good quality, so I would recommend the, uh, the merchandise. Um, also, we've got a couple of books, the 102 Codebox HMVC Quick Tips and Tricks of Gumroad, and learn modern confusion in 100 plus minutes both on that one's online and free so lots of ways to say thanks and of course we would like to say thank you to our patreon supporters our prodigious patreon supporters prodigious what does prodigious. that mean Prodigious. it means causing wonder or amazement well this is the season for wonder and amazement we have 43 patreons that provide 100 percent of the funding for this podcast and we are 40 percent of the way to fully funding the hosting on Forgebox.io. We will tell you more about how you can contribute as a Patreon supporter and some perks that come along with that at the end of the podcast. I like perks. We'd also like to thank Tomorrow's Guide, who are sponsoring our podcast right now with a special job announcement. They are a fast-paced leader in the UK care sector, catering for care seekers across three areas, care homes, nurseries, and home care often called the trip advisor of the care sector. We'll tell you more about it in the job section, but they have two open positions right now for a senior CF developer and an automation test engineer. So thank you so much to tomorrow's guide for sponsoring this podcast. Thank you. All right, let's jump into some news and announcements. So in case you missed it, and I kept this on there from last week, the CFML blog aggregator, cfblogs.org 2.0 is released. Um, so I kept this on here because uh, I've been cutting back a lot of my social media, which is where I got my news. And I was like, okay, where can I get my CF news fix if I'm not, you know, 
scrolling through Twitter all the time. And so I was very grateful to see that this kind of launched at the perfect time for me. So you can go ahead and check out um, the CF blogs that are aggregated here or embed them in your own website. Awesome. And Eric, you can always watch the Modernizer Die podcast every week for all the latest CFMO news announcements. And in case you missed it, the Cold Box Masterclass, it is completely free until the end of the year. That's only four more days. So if you've been wanting to up your Cold Box skill level or even to get introduced to it, go ahead and jump on the CF Cast. It's free. You can stream that until the end of the year. Yeah, I highly recommend this one. Um, when I joined Ordis, I thought I knew Cold Box, and then they're like, hey, take this Masterclass. And I did. I'm like, whoa. I know it a lot better than I did when I started. So I completely recommend that. So it's a great class. You know, it's, it's funny with a framework. There's a lot of pieces in there that you probably just haven't used yet. Like I know many people that use cold box every day, but have never done anything with layouts and views because they're just making APIs. And so you'll, you're going to learn something new on this course. I guarantee it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Honestly, a lot of these courses, even like the command box one is a great one. You know, there's stuff that I thought I knew command box. And then I'll talk to Brad. He's like, why don't you just do it this way? And I'm like, oh, I didn't know I could do that. (laughs) Um, But watching these videos, they're great. I mean, you you learn a lot of stuff. Okay. Can you hear me okay? I feel like I'm... I I can hear you just fine. Okay. So make sure my internet wasn't like lagging. Okay. Sorry about that. You got that. Okay, great. Let's say so coming up webinar meetups and workshops. So we've got our Ordis event calendar for Google. Uh, we'll paste that link out there. And basically, if you subscribe to this um, Google calendar, you can keep with all our Ordis events automatically. All our different, uh, we have our Ordis Fridays back in full effect. So our Ordis office hours um, the first Friday of the month on January 6th. Um, we have our software craftsmanship book club on January 13th. I believe that is for Patreons only. Um, we have our Ordis webinar on January 20th. I'm not sure who that's going to be in January. I have a sneaking suspicion it might be me, but I don't know for sure. And then on the fourth Friday, we've got coding with Kiwi. Kiwi, of course, is our own Gavin, and that is also a Patreon um patreon event so january 6th 13th 20th and 27th we're kicking the new year off right with ordis fridays back in full effect i love that we have something every week in addition to this podcast makes me very happy mm-hmm. okay we um, mentioned cf cast updates i want to reiterate that for the next four days you can still stream that cold box master class free of charge you don't even need to sign up for an account so just go ahead and head over there to Check that out. Also, we had finished this last week our 12 days of Into the Box Christmas. All of the Into the Box 2022 videos are released for any subscribers of CS Cast now. So go ahead and binge those to your heart's delight. Nice. We've put up the Software Craftsmanship Book Club on Clean Code Chapter 2. As was mentioned, this is a Patreon exclusive when you want to attend, but then we put them up on CFCast for any subscribers to watch after the fact. And of course, we're keeping up to date if you want to review any of the Forgebox modules of the week or VS Code hint tip or trick of the week. 
Lots of fun we, stuff coming in the future in this next year. So keep your eye on CFCast for all of your Cold Fusion training needs. And if you ever forget, tune into the podcast because we'll tell you all about them each and every week. All so right. coming up here, oh, conferences and training, That's right? right, conferences and training. Okay, so CF Summit Online. So if those of you who are not able to attend CF Summit in October, or even if you were, um, you'll know that they weren't able to record them at the venue um, this year, but they're having all the speakers um, go ahead and present their presentation online. So they've been doing it since, I believe, November. Um, coming up in January, we've got four of them. Uh, we've got Modernizing Through Evolution, Not Revolution by Goost. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'm sorry. I met him at um I met him into the met him at summit. He's a great guy. I just don't know how to pronounce his name. Um then we have easier API development and testing. Use postman well put site and ungrack enhancer workflow by me on January 12th. Thank you. Goose is on January 10th. Um then we have spreadsheet and magic by Kevin Wright on January 19th followed by Opportunities for Blockchain Technology and NFTs in the Real World by Masha Adelin and Nick Huntilla. I hope I pronounced that correctly, on January 24th. So you can find all the different um, CF Summit online presentations coming up on this link that Eric just posted. So check them out. It's, it's awesome that Adobe is doing this. You know, we couldn't do it at the time, but the coming back to have everyone do it is just fantastic. There's a lot of great content out there for everyone. And hopefully that'll inspire you to come to some confusion conferences. That's right. Uh, we love Vue.js here at Ordis, and there's a couple of Vue.js conference conferences coming up. First off, Vue.js Nation is January 25th and 26th of January. So coming up in less than a month now. Vue.js Amsterdam in 2023 is on February 9th and 10th. Their call for papers is open, and blind tickets are available. I like that term. Um, that's the idea that you're buying the tickets without knowing exactly who's speaking, but trusting that it's going to be a good conference and you'll get a good deal in return. We're keeping our eye on DevNexus as well, which is one of our favorite Java conferences, April 4th through 6th in Atlanta. DevNexus.com for more information there. I believe their call for speakers is closed because we had some people submit talks at Ortis. Hopefully we, we get some of them in there to spread the Cold Fusion love. Uh, back once more to Vue.js, May 12th and 15th online and in London. We have Vue.js Live. You can get your early bird tickets now or watch the previous 2021 recordings. So lots of UJS love being shared on the conference space right now. To wrap up with some Cold Fusion ones, Into the Box 2023, the 10th anniversary edition this May. This is coming up quick. So budgets are about to reset for most companies. Your training budget's coming back. When you go head back into work in the new year, the first thing you should say is, I need to buy tickets to this. I believe we have a similar deal as uh, the Vue.js Amsterdam, where you can buy a, a very discounted ticket now without knowing exactly who's going to speak, trusting that it's going to be a great conference, which it will be. And speaking of speaking, <laughs> uh, the call for speakers closes in three days for Into the Box does it, 2023. Does it really, though? 
I mean, maybe. I, let's pretend it does and get your, your talks in. <laughs> yes. Get it we, in. We want to hear from you at Into the Box 2023. We think it's the best Cold Fusion Conference the year round, uh, though there are very good ones that are close, you know, second, third. So <laughs> we'd love yeah. to hear from you. We'll put in the link for the call for speakers and go ahead and buy your tickets now. It is there. And, you know, if it's January 3rd and you're like, oh, I really meant to submit something, submit it anyway. Um, even though there's a deadline doesn't necessarily mean that it's a hard and fast deadline. Cause, but sooner is better than later. That's true. Speaking of those other awesome cold fusion conferences, keep your eye on cfcamp.org. It is coming back this year, June 22nd and 23rd in Freising at the uh, Marriott Hotel Munich Airport. So Call for Speakers yeah. is coming here in the new year. Nice. That's exciting. It's been a couple of years for them, right? It has, it's been 2019 was the last one that they had done. So did, did yeah. you go to that one, Eric? I did. It was nice. wonderful. Wonderful people. Very nice place. The venue is very nice as well. Um, I've been looking forward to going back. We'll see if it's this year. Maybe, maybe not. But uh, I'm glad they're coming back. I've always heard great things about that. I, I've just never been able to get over there. So one of these years, this might not be the year for me either, but hopefully. Well, that was a lot of conference stuff. So that's good. Keep you busy. Of course, there's always comps.tech if uh, that's not enough for you or not quite the conferences you wanted to hear about. Um, we should go make sure that uh, comps.tech has into the oh, box and, and CF camp and all of those things. So. Oh, yeah. Um, note will, to self. We will do that after. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's jump into some blogs, tweets, and videos of the week, shall we? We shall. So let me pull up my other thing, so I'll make sure I know what I'm talking about. So our first one is from uh, yesterday, from a blog post from Ben Adele, setting and clearing nullable values in a data access layer in Confusion. So he's going in there. I don't know if you're sharing your screen. I can't tell Eric, but um, he's basically talking about how there are times when he needs to have doesn't like using null values in his database, but sometimes it makes sense to, especially for things like update dates and things like that. And he's talking about different techniques for how to pass it in from the CFML side into the SQL side. And what he actually does is make a uh, magic date, is what he calls it, where it's kind of a a specific date where he'll know that if this it's this specific date, he can set it to null, otherwise set it to whatever the value should be. And this allowed me the same code to do crates or updates. You don't set it up uh, modified with an update or I'm sorry, with a crate, just an update. So it gives a lot of flexibility. Um, so that's pretty much what he's talking about with that. Although, you know, you've got some thoughts on that, Eric. Uh, yeah. I mean, he mentioned, you know, Lucy and modern versions of cold fusion, you can enable full null support. Um, I, I laughed and cried a little bit when he said, I don't know what that would do and the ramifications of that. And I, I feel that pain as somebody who uh, works a lot on d database libraries for cold fusion, not being able to rely on that because who knows what else it will affect is hard. Um, yeah. yeah. Null not being null is hard and cold fusion that's just how it is um it did make me think in quick we had to work around this um so as you will all know we need grab a 
query back for mcolfusion. Any null columns come back as an empty string, which isn't really what was there. Um, well, I've had the, we'll say, privilege of working on some databases where the value that was stored in the column was an actual empty string. And, and they had nulls, you know, I, I, legacy stuff. <laughs> um, and so had to work around that. And so in Quick, there's this concept of a null value, just like Ben's talking about, where by default, it considers an empty string null, but you can tell it, hey, if I pass in this value, that means null, because we're having to work around that. Um, I look forward to the day when we can just all enable full null support mm -hmm. in CFML. Um, I realize that there's things about null, you know, what, what did, was it a, the creator of C that said null was his biggest mistake? Do you, <laughs> do you remember that, that quote? Anyway, I, I've heard that. I don't know who's, but I, I know the <laughs> quote you're talking about. So, so yeah, I, I feel Ben's pain. I don't know if I would always go for the magic values, but I, I definitely see times when you need that. Well, could you just, maybe this is me not understanding the higher level of, you know, but um, can you just have a simple flag, a bit field that says set date or not? And if it's not, then just set it to null because you're, you're still doing it in the query param in the uh, is null um, part. Yeah. So I, I don't know why you have to have a magic date. Why not just have a, a magic flag that's really not magic at all, just a simple one or zero. Set null, yes or no? Yeah, I, I could see places where that can work, especially um, if you're writing your whole uh, service or gateway layer. Um, in Quick, it, it again has to be configurable for whoever's database it's going to work on. But yeah, yeah, I, I guess the I think the one reason why maybe the magic date could work now that I think about it is if you want to pass it a specific date for the because right now I'm thinking if it's null, it's null. Else, just do the get date in SQL. But maybe you want to pass in a date that's not just relying on the default database get date or the now. Maybe, but I don't know. What's Scott saying? Scott's asking um, if on the DB side, if it's faster to query for a magic date that's stored in the database or null. Um, I don't know which is faster, but I know that if I was reading through the database, like glancing through, null makes would make a lot more sense than having to every time think is that my magic date that means null yeah. <laughs> so yeah good questions yeah interesting okay and then um coming up related with that on today looks like ben asked considering nullable date columns as a representation of state and sql and so he's talking about um in his table schema he's got one column for is complete which is a tiny int and then he's got another column which is completed at which is the date time and so he's saying is it better to just have two separate fields that tell you exactly what you want to know meaning is this complete in this case he's talking about ta tasks running so is this complete yes or no and then if it is complete you can also look at the date time it was complete so he's kind of talking about the difference between having one column just like completed at that would if there's a date time it's complete if it's null then it's not versus separate columns um, and again, I, one of his comments was, you know, storage space is cheap, so it doesn't matter. Um, technically an is complete is technically different than a completed date at. So now you're maybe mudding the waters a little bit between what these columns mean. 
Um, so again, I don't know. I've always kind of done it the the one date you know completed at. If it's null, it's not complete. I mean that that's pretty straightforward to me. Um, I guess what I would probably do is it really matters that much if I'm using SQL Server, just still do the completed at, but then just have a calculated column for is complete. And then in my table, it can tell me yes or no if it's complete. That's a little bit easier to maintain, but I don't know the overhead for that. So um yeah. Do you have you have any thoughts on that, Eric? Yeah, I think you know, at the end of the day, like most things software, it depends on on your domain model. Um, I noticed the same kind of issue that Ben's talking about where reading the SQL completed at is null might not immediately translate to this is completed. Um, so in, in quick, again, to go back to that, uh, scopes are the thing that solved that issue. It's a way to give a name to a bit of SQL. And so you could make a completed scope and in there would be the logic where completed at is null. Uh, but in your query, you can just read like, you know, here's my post service dot completed dot all, and it would get you all those posts. So um, I, I understand the, the naming problem. I don't know if I would use two columns either. Uh, the other thing I thought about with that, though, is uh, similar is not the same. I don't know if he said that in there. Uh, but I read once with the sub the context of dry code, right? Don't repeat yourself. Uh-huh. It is it's very easy for, as developers to see code that looks similar and decide that we're duplicating it, extract it all and share it, and then find out down the line, oh, it was just similar, and that we've made life mm. harder because these things are these things need to change separately. So this could be a case in that too. You know, if you're doing your tasks and it can be marked as complete. And that completed that can keep changing and you wanted to look at that differently. Maybe you want to uh, model it like that. So um, yeah, maybe Yeah, um, I'm all for, I like explicitness, but to a, you know, when it makes sense. Yep. So I, I am very biased, but I think quick scopes kind of solve this in <laughs> the nicest way because you get the one field in the database and the nice readable code in your code base. So there oh, you go. Man. Use oh, quick. Okay. I get it. <laughs> 2023. I'm going to use quick. Is there a way that I can learn quick, Eric? You can. You can go <laughs> to cfcast.com and take what? our quick workshop. There you go. Oh, oh my God. I'll do that for 2023. <laughs> it's one of my resolutions. And once you so. do, I will be a little more quiet about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nope. Uh, speak from the rafters. People need to know. <laughs> hey, I didn't know how awesome QB was until it kept being thrown at me how awesome QB was. Then I used it, and you know what? QB is pretty darn awesome. So I'm sure Quick is also awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, let's move on to some other blogs. Let's talk about Fusion Reactor, who had the blog post about how AI is going to impact. Uh, APMs, application performance monitoring software like Fusion Reactor. Um, I like this because there's a lot of information in Fusion Reactor. And could you imagine having just a box that said, why was this request slow? (laughs) And it would like drill down to what it was instead of having to like figure out how to dig down into the you know, the stack traces and what actually took the most time when you group it up and all things like that. 
Like uh, that that's gonna be fun. I think that's the uh, perfect kind of things that AI can also help solve in these. So they have a few oh, more yeah. examples as well about how AI is going to help us use our APM tools better. Nice. Uh, there was a quick blog post by Ben about fixing GitHub's gist sudden case of line wrapping. Um, just show it. He uses gist for all of his code entries. And I guess GitHub switched to white space pre-wrap, which these are, I think the thing I liked the most about this was finding out about um, new CSS stuff that I don't really look at. Uh, so anyways, it was wrapping the code so it would fit inside where Ben's is always scrolled and a uh, nice little override there just puts it back to where it was. So nice. All right. And then there was a kind of a, uh, eh, maybe not an end of year, but a wrap up of used visual code VS code extensions by Jim priest. So he put on some of his favorites, what he's using. And uh, I think I agreed with absolutely every single one of them, especially when he said in his settings sections, put your, your code tabs on the right, all the files so that when you close and open it, it doesn't. I do that everything. too. It's, it's <clears throat> I totally do that. So everyone should do that. If you're not doing that, you're not one of the cool kids. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. We don't need to go that far. <laughs> well, if you're not doing tabs on the right, you're not using quick. Then what else can I say? <laughs> I am not cool. Uh, we had a gist shared by James Moberg, and I mean, this one caught my eye, but I got to be honest, I was, I want to know what James is doing, that, that he needs to do this. <laughs> it's called Merge QB SQL Bindings. And so as far as I can tell, it um, it takes kind of the separate pieces that QB has and merges it into a SQL string. I'm guessing that he can paste into a, like a, a DB client somewhere. Um, because if you haven't used QB, it does the executing for you. Um, it has all the parameterized bindings, so you don't need to worry about SQL injection. Um, and this was kind of undoing that, so I'm sure there's a reason. Uh, James, when you listen to this, let me know, mostly because I'm just curious. Um, also, I'm curious if that's something that QB could give you. Uh, though I'd probably Ooh. put it behind a method name, like what, what's the React ones where they use like unsafe underscore and then the method name it's like unsca- unsafe make sql string <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> just to be carried on just in case i would just hate for somebody to be like oh this is how i should do it and then pass the sql string around everywhere anyway cool and james has another one he tweeted about the cf using the cf underscore dump custom tag uh, instead of just using the built-in cf dump write dumps with strings he um, I've never seen this before, actually. Uh, it's the CF underscore dump CF tag encapsulates and defies type hits at length and has tra- leading trailing space indicators. So, so let I'm me, gonna have to ch- yeah. yeah, let me share my screen here for this because I had no about the idea about this either. And this looks awesome. <laughs> so it shows the example of this uh, custom tag. Adobe and then Lucy, and you can see all the differences. And right away, yeah, Adobe dumping out strings is not very useful. Um, but it, it preserves white spaces if you want, shows any leading or trailing white spaces, number of keys in a struct, 
Um, everything's nicely color coded, so it's easy to tell what type you're getting back. Um, it looks very well done. Uh, so I, I want to try this. I'll be honest. I'll have to remember how to install a custom tag because I haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> um, so, uh, but it looks really good. This is, uh, I can't pronounce this uh, username, but uh, CF underscore dump. His name is Alex. So speak of module excited for to, it. Excited to try that. Yes. The module. <laughs> I wonder module if, for a CF dump custom tag. Do, now I'm wondering if cold boxes modules load custom tags like by convention. Oh, we'll have to uh, check that out again. Not something that I do a lot of. So, but I was, I was very grateful to see that I had no idea. So that is cool. Yeah. I, yeah. That is cool. And then, um, the other thing, uh, a tweet from our own Brad Wood. And this is something I did not know. And you, you doing a CF dump, if you use the eval attribute, um, it'll do a dump and it'll label it for you. So it's really doing, if you do a CF dump eval equals, say, CGI HTTP host, it's really the same as the CF dump var CGI HTTP host with the label CGI HTTP host. It's just a shortcut for dumping something with the uh, the name and the label. Yeah. Um, Brad follows up to say, what goes in the eval should not be surrounded by pound signs because it is evaluated, right? Like when you pass yes. to the eval function. So um, it is nice shortcut. I'm going to see if I remember that because there are times when I'm like dumping seven things and I'm like, ah, I got to label everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's nice. Also, now I wonder if the CF dump custom tag can eval. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to become my yep. new favorite thing. I, I already can tell I'm, I'm a CF dump junkie. You know what you can do, Eric? You can do a pull request if it doesn't. <laughs> or fork it. Fork it. Both are good. Nice. All right. I like when Brad comes up with these little, uh, I swear, I even like last week, I was working with Brad on something else, looking at something, and then we're done looking at that, and then we just get to hang out. And maybe it's a perk for working at Ortis, so I highly recommend <laughs> it, people. But just hanging out with Brad, and we're like, oh, you could do this. I learned so much. I'm like furiously taking notes about everything he says because he's solving problems I have that I didn't even realize I needed to ask about yet because <laughs> I'm like, I know I got to do this three steps on the road. but So Brad is awesome. Brad is a national treasure in the cold fusion community. All right. Let's I, talk about finding a job. It's been a little <laughs> quiet on the find a job front. Uh, no new lo- jobs listed this week, but C- get cfmljobs.com still has over 37 cofusion positions from 25 companies across 22 locations in five countries. Also, we would like to again, tell you about our sponsored job announcement from tomorrow's guides. As a reminder, they're the fast-paced leader in the UK care sector, catering for care seekers across three areas, care homes, nurseries, and home care, called the trip advisor of the care sector. Their product team consists of over 20 individuals across the UK working remotely to expand and improve their offering with regular expansions in their teams year over year. They work with both Cold Fusion 2021 and Node.js and React in the Azure cloud, while also using SQL Server and MongoDB databases. They are looking for a senior ColdFusion developer and automation tester with training paths to Node.js available as well. They offer a wide variety of perks, including their company-wide 4,000-pound bonus scheme and quarterly nights out with the whole company and the 
the product team to a 6% company pension contribution. We will post a link to all of their current roles in detail, but again, they are looking for a senior Cold Fusion developer. This is UK only and remote. Minimum three years Cold Fusion experience and an automation test engineer, also remote and UK only. We will link you to those so you can read through all of the benefits of both of the ro- of the roles. And thank you once again to Tomorrow's Guides for sponsoring our podcast. Thank you very much. Finally, if you are still looking for jobs and none of those sections look nice to you, you can always check out ordersolutions.com slash about dash us slash careers. And there are jobs channels in both the CFML Slack team and the box team Slack team. Sweet. How about we talk okay. about the Forge Box module? Yes, let. So this week's module is from our very own Michael Bourne. It's called Pacifier, which I just realized why that's funny to me. I laughed earlier when I read that. And now I realize why it's funny because Michael is a new. Password strength uh, checker. Um, it measures the strength of the password. It can get feedback or show how long the password would take to crack. Tell you, is it a good password, a bad password? Um, lots of very cool, useful things. And it's based on this library. Um, I, I've never heard of the <laughs> ZXCVBN library. Yeah, I, I wonder if there's a way that you're supposed you heard of that to before? say that. I have not, but I, I just wonder how the creators say that. It's, it's a Dropbox this thing. Been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so this should have been i'll take it yeah so very cool yeah so, <laughs> awesome uh on our vs code hint tip and trick of the week uh this week we have code gpt so continuing on our open ai f- stuff this is probably one of many extensions now on uh, vs code that will let you type in to the prompt and have code gpt come back I think the thing I like the most is you could highlight code in your editor and click on explain and it would then give you, uh, you know, human readable AI generated. What does this code do? So here on the share right now, you have somebody highlighting a Celsius to Fahrenheit. Maybe not the best example because I think the name was pretty great there, but then it will tell you how it does it over on the right and i could see that being very nice coming into a new code base like what in the world is this supposed to do so um again probably one of many in the new ai assistants here in our code editors but i thought we'd highlight that one this week yeah i feel like every it seems like in the news all over the place gpt is like everywhere um I've heard of some of the GPT stuff, like some of the uh, the chat GPT where it'll just write you text. But um, is it just me or has this kind of been around for a while and I'm just now noticing it? They're just getting a lot smarter. And so we're hearing about them more. So uh, I think OpenAI, I think we're on 2.0 came out and that's where like this huge flux came of OpenAI tools. But so yeah, uh, it's going to be I've interesting seen there's to see. like um, graphic ones and image ones and yeah, nice. All right. <laughs> well, let's end this podcast then by thanking all of our prodigious Patreon supporters. 
These are individually personally supporting our open source initiatives and ensure our great toolings like Command Box, Forge Box, Cold Box, Content Box, Test Box, and all your other boxes get the continuous development they need. It funds the cloud infrastructure that our community relies on at ForgeBox and, of course, funds this podcast. You can support us yourself at patreon.com slash order solutions. And it comes with a few nice perks. Absolutely. So don't forget, we do have annual memberships. If you pay for the year, you save 10%, which is great for businesses. Well, actually, I think it's great for everybody, but especially for businesses. So bronze packages and up, you now get a Forgebox Pro and CFCast subscriptions as a perk for your Patreon subscription. All Patreon supporters have a profile badge on the community website. All Patreon supporters have their own private forum access on the community website, as well as a private channel on the Box Team Slack. And then you also get live stream access to Coding with the Kiwi and Friends and the Ordis Software Craftsmanship Book Club. Um, so you can get all of it at community.ordisolutions.com. So lots of perks for being a member, and as well as our uh, continuous thanks. And Eric's adjectives. Adjectives, right? Yeah. And Eric's adjectives every week. Now, Gavin's not here to correct me, but I believe that here in the new year, our Patreon supporter list... Uh, we will stop reading out everybody and start only reading out our top tiers. Do not quote me on that. But also, if that gets you oh. to up your level, I'm not know. sad about it. Um, <laughs> so, without any further ado, <laughs> let me thank our wonderful Patreon supporters. Maybe the last time. Definitely the last Prodigious. time this year. Thank you to John Wilson as a Naptrix. Tomorrow's Guides, Jordan Clark, Gary Knight, Mario Rodriguez. Giancarlo Gomez, David Bellinger, Dan Card, Jeffrey McGee at Sunstar Media, Dean Monder, Nolan Irk, Will De Bruyne, Abdul Rahim, Don Bellamy, Joseph Lamery, Jonathan Perret, Jan Yannick, Laksma Tertrahadi, Brian Gidinelli of Haggerty Motorsport Reg, Carl Von Setten, Jeremy Adams, Didier Lesnicki, Matthew Clemente, Scott Steinbeck of Agri Tracking Systems, Daniel Garcia, Ben Nadell, Richard Herbert, Herb, uh, Brett DeLine, Kai Koenig, Charlie Earhart, Jason Diger, Sean Odin, Ross Phillips, Matthew Darby, Edgardo Cabezas, Patrick Flynn, Stephanie Mongi, Kevin Wright, John Wish, Peter Amiri, Kevin Venice, John Nessim, and Tia. Thank you all for supporting Ord Solutions and for supporting this podcast. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you for joining us this last episode of the year, and we will see you in 2023. 23. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io. We can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.